Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. I've got a good message for us today, and I'm trusting that we're going to receive additionally from the Lord today through this message. So let's hold our Bibles up or our phones, or our sermon guides, or whatever you want to have hold up, and let's say this together. Ready? Read. This is my Bible. It is God's Word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today, and open my heart to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Six-year-old little Bobby said, I don't want to go to church on Christmas. His mother replied, Bobby, it's important that we go celebrate the birthday of Jesus. To which Bobby replied, but we don't even know him, Mama. And last year, we didn't even see him at Christmas. Let me ask this question. Is it possible to go through Christmas and not celebrate or see Christ in our Christmas? It is possible. A lot of people do it. So we started this series last week, and we're simply calling it Unwrapping Christmas, Rediscovering Christ in Our Traditions. And for me, like so many of the friends that I had growing up in my neighborhood, I had so many friends and neighbors, uh, one of the most exciting times of the year was Christmas. I mean, it probably rivaled right there with my own personal birthday because I got all of these gifts. And my mom and dad did everything they could to make sure we had Christmas. I mean, everything was decorated. Uh, We had a Christmas tree. We had the lights. We had Santas. We had reindeers. We had lights outside on our tree. We had tinsel. Anybody remember tinsel, right? Gold and silver tinsel. I mean, we played the Christmas songs. We watched the movies, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Santa's coming to town, and Frosty the Snowman, and I loved to gather with all my nieces and nephews, and we'd eat Christmas cookies, and in my house, we had a tradition, because we're Hispanic, we make dozens and dozens of tamales for Christmas, and various kinds of tamales, so my parents did everything they could to convince me that there was a real Santa Claus, I mean, every Christmas Eve when I was in bed, somehow between midnight and the new morning, Santa Claus would come to our back porch and he would leave me Christmas gifts, real ones. And I'd go out on Christmas morning and I would get my gifts that came from Santa Claus. There was no doubt in my house as a kid that we had Christmas. But there was one thing missing. Christ was nowhere to be seen in our Christmas. I didn't grow up in church, and I didn't sing any type of Christ-centered Christmas songs. So Christmas, for me as a child, unfortunately, like it is today for a lot of people, was just all about the commercialism and the gifts and food and the decorations. 
So I want to talk to you today from this vantage point. What you see is what you get. And the subtitle is this, Seeing Christ in Your Christmas. So the title of today's message, if you're taking notes, what you see is what you get and seeing Christ in your Christmas. Why is this important? Well, let's be honest. God does love you and he wants you to have a great Christmas. God wants for your family, your kids and your grandkids to have a great Christmas. And God wants you to see Christ in your Christmas and he wants other people to see Christ in your Christmas. And part of our faith in Christ is believing that we have a spiritual ability to see things through eyes of faith and through what Christ has accomplished for us. And let me show you this innate ability that God's given every human being to see Him even though they don't know Him personally. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, the Bible says this, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Though everything, through everything God made, they can, listen, clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power, and His divine nature. So how do they see that? They see that through what He's created. So they have no excuse for not knowing Him. So this verse is saying that even people who don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ can get glimpses of God. They can clearly see glimpses of God in and through our natural creation. And even though God is invisible, this is saying that all people can see Him through what He's created. And when a person receives Christ personally as their Savior, God now gives that person a heightened, if I can say this, supernatural ability to see Christ that He didn't have before. Kids, Gideon, Carice, it's like God gives you this superhero ability when you receive Jesus. And the superhero is the Holy Spirit of the Bible. And He comes to live in you. And now He gives you this like super heightened natural, supernatural ability to see like you've never seen before. And the life and the light of Jesus in a person gives them the ability to see Christ more clearly. You just have to learn how to adjust your spiritual lens, so to speak, so that you can do it. And this is important, church. Why? Because, listen, what you see is what you get. And I think all of us have uh, experienced what it's like to naturally and practically adjust our sight so that we can see beyond what we could see on the surface. Let me show you a fun way to demonstrate that. Wade, can we go ahead and put that Santa's uh, toy bag up on the screen? Uh, we know how to adjust our eyes to look for something and to look beyond what we could see on the surface 
so that we can really, really see it. Have any of you ever seen something like this before? This is Santa's toy bag. You see Santa up there, right? So we got to try to find the items that are hidden in the picture, right? Gideon, can you see, can you see the elf shoe? See the elf shoe up here on top? Can you see it, Gideon? Okay, can you see it in the picture? Oh, Gideon? Oh, did he, did he point it out? Where is it? Is it right there? Can you see it? All right, did everybody see that? No, not everybody. How about the light bulb? Anybody see the light bulb? See the light bulb up here on the right? Where is it in the picture? Anybody see it? Come on, you have to adjust your eyes. You have to look a little closer. Where is it? Is it in the boat? Anybody else see it? Do you see it? Barbara, do you see it? Is that it right there? You got the bulb. You see the light bulb? How about the heart? Anybody see the heart? Where is it? Where is it, Joe? Right by the S. Right by the S? Over here? There it is. You see the heart? Okay. Okay, this one's for you. This one's for you. Okay, Matthew? Here's a candy cane. Where's the candy cane? Do you see it in here? Come on. You got to adjust your eyes. Look real hard. Over here? Is it up here? Over here somewhere? Where is it? You see it right there? There it is. It's hidden pretty good, though. But, but you notice, if you look a little harder and you look a little closer, you can see these things, right? How about the horn? Do you see the horn? Where is it? Is it down here? Up here? Over here? Oh, there it is. See the horn? How about the bell? In the tree in the top. Anybody see the bell? Right there. See it? Joe found it. How about the mitten? Uh-oh, in the front of the sleigh. Uh, over here somewhere? Over to the right? Oh, right there. You see the mitten? Okay, last one. How about the stocking? Come on, Matthew. Where is it? Anybody see the stocking? That's a tricky one. That was the hardest one for me. Can you see it? It's upside down. You see it? You see, at least says he's sitting on it. You see it right there? There's the stocking. See it? So listen, listen. What you see is what you get, right? So we know we can adjust our natural eyesight to see things beyond the surface level. Did you know that God has given every Christian the ability to do things spiritually? Let me show you in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, a little bit more about what I'm talking about. In John chapter 1, the writer is describing Jesus as the living word. And in verse 4 and 5, it says this about Jesus. In him, Jesus, the living word, 
was life. Somebody say life, right? Now, this isn't only just physical life. It isn't just breathing like I'm being alive. This is spiritual, supernatural life to the full life. In him was life, notice, and the life was the light of men. Say light. So this life of Jesus possesses or carries with this this illuminating light that dispels darkness. It's bright. It illuminates, right? And then in verse 5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This isn't first necessarily talking about natural darkness and natural light. This is talking about spiritual light and spiritual darkness. This verse is saying that people outside of a relationship with Christ are in spiritual darkness. And they don't, and they still don't, comprehend. Or they don't have the ability to perceive spiritually the life and the light, the ability to see the way God wants us to apart from Jesus. People don't have this light apart from Jesus. They don't have the ability to perceive. This word comprehend actually means more than just two and two being put together in your head. It's more than just academically thinking. It's a word that means to come down on something, to perceive it, receive it, and take it to oneself as his own possession. And so people in darkness don't have the ability to perceive and receive and take in as one's own possession the life and the light of Christ. They don't have that ability until they receive him. Why is this important? Here's my first point I really want to drive home if you're taking notes. If we want to see Christ in Christmas, this is the first fill in the blank. Before I can see Christ in Christmas, I must see Christ in me. This is an important truth. For the Christian, we have this assurance. Listen to John 1.16. John 1.16, speaking of Jesus' fullness, it says this, and of His, Jesus's, the living word, the one who has the life and the light of men, of His fullness, we that are in a relationship with Jesus have all received. And grace for grace, just one wave of grace after another wave of grace, empowering you and enabling you to live the life that God has for you. But I want to point this out because I think there sometimes can be in us as Christians an identity problem. We forget who we really are now and whose we really are now and who has come to live on the inside of us. And when Jesus came to live on the inside of you and I, the Bible says we've received of his fullness. His fullness. God didn't give you a portion of his Holy Spirit. 
God didn't hold anything back from you when you received Christ. He deposited and sealed you with the fullness of Christ's spirit. And the first thing that I got to recognize is Christ in me. And the more I see Christ in me, the ability to see more clearly from God's perspective is heightened. Just like this exercise we did, the more I can see beyond the natural, the surface level of my relationship with Jesus and really begin to see spiritually Christ is in me, that affects the way you see everything, church. That affects the way you see people over the Christmas holiday, how you interact with those who are hard-to-love people. It affects everything. And for the person who may not have received Christ yet, the promise and the assurance is in Luke 2.10. Don't forget this. It says, Then the angel said to those shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. David talked about that. Christ came. He was a baby, but he grew up, thank God. And he was crucified, and he was buried, and he resurrected. And he came so that we can be saved. So people who don't have a Savior, this is good news. And this is an assurance for them that they could receive Christ and it can change everything about how they see and their perspective and what they can begin to receive from God and what Christ has done for them. I think we all agree with this. The people that should be the most fulfilled during the Christmas holiday season are those who are Christians. If, if you know someone who's not a Christian, you can share the Christ of Christmas with them. But if you are a Christian, I'm inviting you. God is inviting us. Begin to see Christ in you more clearly. And as you do that, it will affect the way you see your Christmas. Which leads me to the second point. I want to just have you write this down if you're taking notes. The more I see Christ in me, the more I will see Christ in my Christmas. The more I see Christ in me, the more I will see Christ in my Christmas. This Christmas, in 2020, regardless of what things look like in the natural, we have the light and the life of God in us and with us. And His light will help you to see life from His perspective. Let me just remind us, Christmas isn't first about how great our houses are decorated or how many gifts we buy or how many gifts we get. Christmas is about Christ. Those things aren't bad, but we're sorely missing out if it all becomes about that stuff and we don't see Christ in our Christmas. Christmas is about our ability to allow His light to help us see Christ right in the middle of what looks like death and darkness that's covering our earth right now in 2020. Christ can be seen in Christmas, but you'll have to adjust your spiritual lens like we did with that exercise. Let me give you uh, another picture. Kids, do you like candy canes? Do you like candy canes? You don't like candy canes, Matthew? I like candy canes. I ate one the other day. Let's look at this candy cane. Did you know that if you try hard enough, if you look close enough, 
The candy cane can even point us to Jesus. Amen. The candy cane can point us to Jesus. Look at the legend of the candy cane. I love this little poem. It says, look at the candy cane. What do you see? Stripes that are red like the blood shed for me. White is for my Savior, who's sinless and pure. J is for Jesus, my Lord, that's for sure. Turn it around and a staff you will see. Jesus, my shepherd, was born for me. So there's all kinds of things around us during this Christmas that if we'll just adjust our spiritual lens, we'll be able to see Christ more clearly in Christmas. I want you to know that you have the ability to do this. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I don't know if this one is going to be on the screen, so you might have to turn to it if you have a Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And the first time I think I saw this verse, even today, this morning when I was looking, I was like, you got to look at it and you got to read it more than once. And you really got to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand what it's saying. 2 Corinthians 4.18, let's look at it together. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I want to read it again, but I want to just kind of add a little bit more clarity to it for us, okay? 2 Corinthians 4.18. It's not on the screen. You'll have to write it down or look in your Bible. Listen to what he's saying. Now, let me give you some context. The writer is helping us to understand that regardless of the suffering you may be going through, let me put it in our day-to-day -day terms, regardless of COVID-19, regardless of the political unrest, regardless of the racial tension and divide, regardless of the financial setbacks that you may be experiencing or people may be experiencing, regardless of people who unfortunately have passed away due to COVID-19. The, the writer is saying, listen, I know you're going to go through stuff. But then he gets to verse 18. While we do not look at the natural things that we can see with our eyes, but we look at the things that are spiritual, that aren't so easily seen with our eyes. For the things which are seen naturally with our eyes and all of the suffering that goes along with it, those are temporary. And then he goes on and he says, but the things which are not seen with your physical eyes that you can see with your spiritual eyes, God, Christ, heaven, his promises, our salvation, our Savior, the Holy Spirit, our brotherhood in Christ, the spiritual things, those are eternal. Fix your focus on those, not on the natural things that you can see. 
Amen? Can you see? That's what he's trying to convince us to see. So what are some practical ways to help you and your family see Christ in Christmas? I just want to give you a couple of practical ways. You probably know these. But again, because there's a danger in taking your kids or your spouse or your friends or your grandkids, there's a danger in walking through this Christmas holiday and not seeing Christ in Christmas. So that means I have to be intentional to adjust some things to see Christ in Christmas. So here's a couple of practical things. You can sing Christ-centered Christmas songs during Christmas. I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and all of those fun Christmassy songs. But as a Christian, I've come to appreciate the ones that include Christ and what he's done and joy to the world and those types of songs. So as you gather with your kids or your grandkids, if you're singing songs or you're listening to, to Christmas music intentionally, make the adjustment and look to sing songs or listen to songs that include Christ and Christmas. Amen, church? Here's a second practical thing you can do. Some people have never done this. You can gather even by yourself. You can gather with your spouse. You can gather with your kids and your grandkids. And you can read the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20 in your Bible. You can do that at your home, in your setting, with your family. Here's the third thing. It's very practical. You can pick up a little nativity scene. You can buy a little nativity scene and you can set that up in your living room or in your kitchen or on your counter. Somewhere in your house, you can set up the nativity scene and can use that as a point of reference to remind you. Oh, that's right. We're celebrating the birth of Christ. That's what Christmas is about. Why? Because you can go through Christmas and not see Christ through Christmas. So it's important. Here's another one. How many of you like to receive Christmas cards? How many of you like to send Christmas cards or give Christmas cards? Look for Christmas cards that have a biblical theme about Christ being the center of Christmas. And if you have a card that doesn't, write something in there highlighting Christ as the center of Christmas and pass that along to a friend or a loved one. And here's another one. This is very practical, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's biblical and I think it can be very meaningful. Get a gift for someone that you know may be in need. Did you know that giving is one of the greatest expressions that a Christian can give because Christ is the ultimate giver? Amen? So those are some practical things that you and I can do this Christmas to keep Christ in the center and so that we can see Christ in the middle of our Christmas. Amen? So important. Finally, if we want to see Christ in Christmas, listen, we can't forget the reason God sent Jesus was to show his love for people and to bring them into the family of God. Here's the third and final point I want to make if you're taking notes. The more I see Christ in Christmas, the more people will see Christ in me. The way you see Christ in your Christmas will affect you 
And then it'll affect people around you. If you'll begin to see Christ in you in a fresh new way, it will affect the way you see Christ in Christmas. And the people around you, your family, your co-workers, your neighbors, they'll begin to get a glimpse of what you see. And isn't that exactly what people need right now? They need to see in the midst of all of this natural darkness that causes fear and anxiety and discouragement. And for some people, in many cases, depression during the Christmas holiday season. Don't they need to see Christ in your Christmas? I think people need to see that. Think about this. The way you and I go through Christmas will either put out a sense of joy and victory in what Christ has done, regardless of what our world is experiencing, or it will put out a sense of discouragement and loss. If you don't focus intentionally on the life and the joy and the light of Christ, you might put out something other than that. And people need to see Christ in you. They need to see Christ in me during this Christmas. They need to know that you and I serve a joyful, victorious Savior, listen, who specializes in rescuing people from the deepest, darkest, or deepest trouble that they might be experiencing. Let me show you the first, uh, first thing that came to mind when I thought about this. 2 Corinthians 2.14. I think that one's on the screen, 2 Corinthians 2.14. If not, you can pull it up or it's on your sermon guide. Listen to this. But thank God, He has made us His captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal or victorious procession. Listen. Now, He uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. In those Roman days, a victorious captain and his army would do a procession or a parade down the main streets of the city. And they would have all of their captives, all of their defeated enemies with them, right in the middle of them. And the captain and all of his victorious army would go down this street in this victorious, triumphal procession. And everyone who was there and everyone who was watching and everyone who was part of the celebration of that parade, they would get a sense of the victory and the joy that they had because their captain won the victory. And like that, this is saying the captain of your salvation, Jesus Christ, has won the ultimate victory for you. And as you follow him this Christmas season, your life will radiate and put out like a perfume this sense of joy, this sense of hope, and this sense of victory everywhere that you go during this Christmas holiday season. Amen? In closing, I just want to read you a short little poem, and then we're going to be done. Listen to this. The title of the poem is, If You Look For Me, 
at Christmas. If you look for me at Christmas, here it is. If you look for me at Christmas, you won't need a special star. I'm no longer just in Bethlehem. I'm right there where you are. You may not be aware of me amid the celebrations. You'll have to look beyond the stores and all the decorations. But if you take a moment from your list of things to do and listen to your heart, you'll find I'm waiting there for you. You're the one I want to be with. You're the reason that I came. And you'll find me in the stillness as I'm whispering your name. Love, Jesus. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray and close? Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for leading us in a time of faith-filled worship to our wonderful Savior. And Father, we thank you for reminding us about the necessity of adjusting our spiritual lens to intentionally make an effort to see Christ in our Christmas. Holy Spirit, I pray that you help us to do that this year. More than ever, in the middle of all of the chaos, in the middle of this pandemic, and all of the instabilities that our culture and our world is facing, more than ever, Lord God, we need to see Christ in us. We need to see Christ in our Christmas. And we need to help others see Christ in our Christmas. So Holy Spirit, remind us day in and day out that Christmas is more than just presents and food and music and lights and trees and fun. Christmas is about Christ in our Christmas. We thank you for doing that, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said... for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.